0: Download the new Bumble now. Oh my God! I almost said, "Happy Monday, folks!" Welcome back to the Well Med. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's the weekend. T G I F, Danielle. T G I F. Do you remember TGIF? I loved TGIF. It was my favorite thing to watch. I mean, we had Family Matters. We had Step by Step. We had Boy Meets World. Like, all the best shows. Oh, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm. Oh my God, on Fridays. Nothing like Sabrina on Friday.
1: Did you guys do pizza? every? My family did pizza every Friday. It was like literally order pizza and just camp out in front of the TV every Friday.
0: No, um, we usually did like some form of like leftovers or, or maybe like mac and cheese or something like that. Something, something fun and easy. And then it was like, it was such a treat. It was like a family treat that we could all sit together and and do. And I loved it.
1: So is this like everyone's treat now that our episodes come out on Friday?
0: Here's hoping. Do a little TGIF. <laughs> TGIF. I W F. Thank yeah. God it's well Med Friday.
1: <laughs> Friday. Oh my God, I love that. See, again, with like, you don't like, you're either combining words or making acronyms or whatever you're doing, but
0: put that on a shirt, Jack.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Danielle's <laughs> brain. <laughs> I do love that, though. Some of my, one of my other favorite podcasts comes out on. Fridays. And it is like a fun little like, Oh, it's Friday. I can listen to this podcast on my way to work or on my commute or while I'm, you know, doing some cleaning or groceries like on Friday night because old people like us don't go out on Friday nights anymore. It's like to like hibernate and like get tours done. So maybe you're listening to this while you are Doing your dishes, or maybe you're pre gaming for a night to go out. Maybe I don't know. Whatever floods your boat, pre-gaming man.
0: Out there, is that still a thing? Is I don't still know. Still a thing? You still do that? Well, I don't really drink. I, I mean, I I'll drink. go out, but I don't really like drink a ton.
1: Yeah, um, I
0: wish I could say the
1: same.
0: <laughs> well, you're in Italy, still. So you're drinking all of the wines. Yes, all the wine. I feel like I've been making a very conscious effort. To get out more often now. How's that been going? How do you feel about that? I feel good. I feel like I'm I'm finally getting back into my city. You know, the uh, man, I've really isolated myself during the pandemic, and I'm just like, let's reexplore like why you fell in love with this place. Yeah, it's been fun. I read a piece of advice that said with the pandemic we had to
1: adjust for. It took a long time for us to adjust to that new way of living from isolating from people to not going out to our favorite places um, whether that is like a workout class or to dinner or to a concert like it took us a year to accommodate to that and so we shouldn't be expected to just like snap our fingers and accommodate right back to the way that life was before the pandemic like it takes time so I think that's cool that other people can hear you say that
0: but it's like taking you some time to reacclimate to Life before the pandemic. But, you know, even before the pandemic, I never really wanted to hit up Broadway. It has become even more of a shit show down there on Broadway. I mean, it's, I'm not going to, hmm. I i kind of hate myself for saying this, but there's there's this new development down there. It's right across from the Bridgestone. It's called Fifth and Broad. And that place is cool. I mean, it's at least cool, in my opinion, for right now. There's lots of shopping. There's restaurants. There's like all my favorite restaurants on uber eats is now closer so it takes less time to get to me oh that's dangerous (laughs) i know but it's like we have like an apple store down on broadway now like it is grown so much and i was down there recently on like a friday night and it was like they had shut down the street like you couldn't even get a car to pass down on broadway it was not like a holiday thing I don't know. Maybe it was the WWE. I think actually, I think the WWE was in town and they had just like shut everything down. But it's insanity. Oh my god! But the Fifth and Broad area, chic. The honky tonks down there. What's his face? Kid Rock's bar and like all those other
1: shitty places.
0: Not quite my jam.
1: I think that that's like normal though. If you live in Nashville, you're not actually going out to Broadway regularly. Like only if you have. Like
0: visitors in town, I'm guessing. Yes. Because they want to see it, wanna get a feel for it. And you know, you always have a fun time. You get you get a little shisted. And dance around to some mediocre band. <laughs> like cover songs. But actually I was down there I think like a couple weeks ago. I met one of my friends and we had drinks and but it was like a little bit more of like a lounge bar setting. And the girl singing was Like a mix of Halsey and like Post Malone and... Oh my God. And like Ashley Winehouse. Like those were the vibes she was giving me. But like all acoustic. Oh, that's so fun that you live in a city where you can just go listen to great music like that though. I know. She
1: was a badass. Total badass. So I have to say, I don't know if it's because I'm if I'm single now, but I feel like I reacclimated to that part of the pandemic very well. (laughs) I feel like the last few months of like, let's go, let's go to dinner. Let's go out. Let's go do things Um, a lot more than usual. But one thing I was really struggling to like get through the pandemic, like after the pandemic, like reacclimating, I became so dependent. You just reminded me on Postmates and Uber Eats, which is so bad. Like, Anytime so I, I was visiting you, that.
0: you would order us like four pints of Jenny's. I know, and I never
1: used to like Postmates or Uber Eats. I would like it, just like I don't know, it just really wasn't on my radar. And mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I turned to it so bad as like a comfort thing. And so that's like one of my big goals now, like reacclimating to the real world outside of the pandemic is like, bitch save your money and start eating healthy and cook the fuck at home and get your lazy ass off the couch. So you got to start holding me accountable.
0: Okay, deal. We'll hold each other accountable.
1: Okay, perfect. So our life updates episode did really well. People are just apparently wanting more and more life updates from us. So Dee and I had an unfortunate situation today
0: we did we had an unfortunate situation but backpedal just a little bit back oh, jack i think that's just a testament to your ability like you sharing your story just really touched a lot of people for our life updates episode and i think that's just really important so to acknowledging you in that space that. as well Thank you, honey.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I actually re-listened to that episode a few times. It's mm-hmm. almost like a like cathartic process to like re-listen to myself talk about it. Mm-hmm. And not gonna lie, every time I talk about my DOGs, it still makes me really fucking emotional. Like after that episode came out, I've I've been having like really vivid dreams with the DOGs and just like. I can't say the word. That's why I'm spelling it. Okay. I've been having like really vivid dreams, like waking up crying, like all this stuff, but I (sighs) acknowledge that it's part of the healing process. I think that it's a really necessary step. I have actually been talking to my therapist about that specific topic, about like why it's been really, really hard for me to move on specifically from my little fur babies and she kind of reassured me that I'm on the right track of grieving and processing and that a new pup may not be the worst thing for me in like the next six months or so. She's like, you've been grieving for almost a year. She's like, I think after a year, I think a new pup like could really help you. So I was like, my my therapist said it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which leads me. To a
0: major D life update.
1: Wait, major we big D life time?
0: update. A big D update. Because <laughs> we're bringing Big D to Another the pod. big D update. Big Danielle energy. <laughs> Y'all, I got my puppy. I got Sunny. Sunny is sleeping in her little den crate right now while we record this. And I have this little like frozen peanut butter or like like this little frozen uh, this little thing that you can put into the crate that it stays is it like a kong but yes but it sticks onto the kennel and and i like froze some like peanut butter on there yeah so like she can just like lick on it but yeah she is she's asleep she's she's finally passed out it's been not even a full 24 hours yet (laughs) this puppy (laughs) y'all she is the cutest fucking thing she is so soft she is so smart and I would be totally lying if I didn't I mean like there's like a whole bowl of emotions here that I've been feeling today from oh my god I've never loved I mean like besides Ray I did not know I could love like a dog so much and be like have this like little thing like love me so much to, what the fuck have I done? I am in a one bedroom apartment. I am so sleep deprived at this point. I am listening for every little sound she makes. I take her outside to pee and to poop. And as soon as we get back up here, she poops because she won't poop outside. And I'm I'm like, okay. Okay. I was, I was FaceTiming with my mom and I'm like, she's like, Girl, you're strong enough to do this. Like you can do this. I was like, it'd be so much easier with another person. I'm a, I'm a bowl of emotions today. I need sleep. Yeah. Sleep deprivation will do that to you.
1: So don't be so hard on yourself. You know that's okay. like a huge part of the puzzle there. Yeah. yeah. And from my experience of, if, of having big ass puppies. The beginning is the worst. Like, it will get easier. Uh, the first, you kind of just, like, have to mentally know that it's just going to be, like, a lot the first okay. first few months there. But it'll be worth it because you have that little furball. Is she, is she super cuddly? I could tell already on your video today that she was, like, kind of cuddling up
0: on you. When she finally chills and, like, gets the zoomies out, like, the morning zoomies. She slept great last night in the kennel. But, like, I don't know. She's in that puppy stage. She's biting on everything. I'm like, I did not puffy, puffy, puppy proof this place enough. Yes, she's very cuddly and she's very smart. And I've gotten so many people with, like, really good advice on, like, training Amazing. and, like, toys and stuff like that. Amazing. And I know she's going to be, like, the best dog. She's, she's very smart. But I do have this weird little guilt around Ray. Because Ray's not, like, in the best of health. And, of course, this happens, like, two weeks before I'm, like, slated to get to pick up this, this sweet little Bernadoodle pup. So, just trying to balance that. But she's doing okay, too. But, my God, like, I don't know. And maybe I'm just a big baby. And y'all can tell me if I am. But how the hell do people in medicine, like, nurses working 12-hour shifts get a puppy yeah you need to
1: take you need to like take time off I think to be at home because it's just too much or like you have to have some form of help whether that's like your siblings or your friends or your mom or like even a dog walker at this point I'm not sure I'm sure there's some dog walkers that are like old puppies
0: yeah, there are. There's, there's one in my building too. So I'm going to reach out to her because um, there's going to be days at work where like, I'm going to try and put breaks in my schedule and I'm grateful I can do that. And like, I'm close enough to work to where I can, you know, get home for like 45 minutes, let the pup out, put her kennel on her back up. But whew, this is a life adjustment. Uh, yeah, It's no
1: joke. It is no joke. You're going to get through a phone. It's going to be okay. And it's good that you're, you're, Kennel train her. It'll be for her best yeah. interest in the long yeah. run, and for when you go to work, it's in her best interest. As hard as it is, it's in their best interest. So,
0: good job. Yeah, and she's cute as hell. She's so, really cute. She settles in really good too. But
1: send tips if you're listening, because D's got a pup. J may have a pup soon. We're just gonna have puppies everywhere. So
0: send your tips. Please. Do we need? Do we need to make? um WOMED merch for, for docs. I mean, absolutely.
1: Of course we do. <laughs> so we wanted to do like a quick career update, just mm-hmm. like real quick, just a few sentences. Just how are we feeling career wise? Things have changed a little bit for me. Things have really been progressing for you. Um, yeah. Where are we right now? And what is what are we looking at for the future?
0: Well, I guess I'll go first. Obviously, I'm still in aesthetics. I'm loving it. And it's such a cool field in that you're constantly learning. People are always coming out with new tips and tricks and stuff for injecting. And it's really fun to put those practices into use. I feel very lucky that the clinic and stuff that I work at has slated a lot of training uh, funds and stuff for me. So I can set up trainings. I can set up like personalized trainings. Mm. And I honestly, I just want to be really great. Like I want to be, I want to perfect my craft. You know, it's like, there's such a cool aspect of patient care within injecting. But also a lot of like artistry and creativity and like finding symmetry and helping someone feel, just feel better in their skin or, you know, age, age gracefully. Let me tell you, everyone out here aging gracefully is using Botox and some fillers or Dysport. I like Dysport better. (laughs) Not sponsored by Dysport. Shameless plug. (laughs) Um but yeah. That. So I've j- I've got like some trainings and stuff on the books um to learn some more advanced techniques and it's just fun to I just really love my patients. It's a really fun field. And now you get like people like review you as an as an injector and that's like really cool too. It's also a little nerve-wracking but but really sweet and you know just my patients are very kind. I'm very grateful for them. But I'm also able to cultivate a very safe space for my clients. And I'm very grateful for that as well.
1: Well, and you're also very good at what you do. You're very good at what you do. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of precision to uh, make these tiny little decisions. I could literally never do what you do. So good for you. I would be way too fucking scared to put a needle near anyone's face. So (laughs) that's why we have you. (laughs) I'd be way too scared. I would be like, no, I'm good. That's exciting though, and you're right. Like you, I love that you have this like specialty, and that you can kind of just continue to focus on building your career in that field and just become mm-hmm. like the best injector that you can. And whatever city you end up in, I know we've talked before about you maybe
0: having a move at some like, point in the future. Maybe Chicago, be closer to maybe Jack, to closer me. to fans. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Girl, um, the Midwest is calling me. It's calling me. I know. Call me hard. Guys, maybe that'll be the next update in part three. Danielle will finally tell us if she's gonna move somewhere, but we'll save that. Oh, God. I don't I don't foresee that happening for, for a while. So don't expect that to happen anytime soon. Okay, so maybe in season six, everyone. We'll have to wait to season six. Fine, whatever.
1: Um, okay. So career-wise for me, um, things have really things have really slowed down. Like you cannot move to Italy. I'm not. I actually, and so this is I'm actually very happy because at one point I was really concerned that I was gonna have zero desire to come back to America and Mm -hmm. have a have an inkling to just leave healthcare altogether. Like there was a point where I was like, oh fuck, like what if I never get this motivation back? I have gotten my motivation back. I still am happy to have some more time abroad to really just like we talked about in our last part one episode to just heal from the trauma of my divorce and going through all of that. Things finally just got settled with that. Like finally, like a few weeks ago, the T's were dotted and the uh, T's were dotted. The eyes were dotted the, eyes the T's dotted. were crossed there you go. You know, I'm not good at details. So (laughs) that should finally happen. So now I feel like part one of my trip is done. And now part two is really like, not just healing, but like embracing this like new life that's coming. And like taking this deep, breath in and just getting ready for lots of new exciting things to come. So I am really excited at some point to come home and to continue with my doctorate. But something that I'm glad this trip has kind of opened my eyes to is to maybe consider a career path with my DNP that isn't so that isn't so straightforward in primary care. And I'm not sure what that may look like. But I, as you know, I got my doctoral work published in mindfulness and teaching mindfulness to healthcare workers. And I'm also a yoga instructor. And through my doctoral work, I have been working with another DNP, doctorally prepared um, nurse practitioner, who has been running her own mindfulness business, teaching mindfulness to healthcare workers. So more or less, um, she created a business and mentored me into creating my doctoral project, which is now getting published and which we are gonna co-present together in Los Angeles in October. So her and I have been talking a lot and I don't wanna get ahead of myself too much, but I do love manifesting and I have kind of been um, having this in the back of my mind. Anyway, my mentor has kind of, I don't want to say eluded, but my mentor has brought it up to me about if I have ever considered like joining her or kind of directing my career in, in some sort of non-traditional way in terms of teaching mindfulness or yoga to healthcare workers and using my DNP for more like of a research, um, in a research role with a university while teaching mindfulness and yoga. So. Obviously, that would be fucking cool. So I, um, her and I are going to talk a little bit more in October when we present together. But yeah, that is kind of what I'm manifesting right now is like maybe, maybe a career that doesn't look like nine to five in a clinic, Monday through Friday, like maybe a career that's more flexible, where I could really help people, um, but also do work that's really meaningful for me.
0: Jack, that's fucking perfect. And then I could run the
1: mindfulness section at our retreats. (laughs)
0: I've literally never heard of anything more perfect for you because you're so out of the box. I know. And
1: my mentor too, like none of this could be possible without my mentor. She is absolutely just like the quintessential expander for me. She has the same degree. She, um, has already started her business in this place. And, um, I don't want to get too much away because some of this is still under wraps. But yeah, it is something that I'm definitely kind of considering for the future. And if I can make it happen when I get back, I will. I, of course, will still be taking my boards. I really don't want to talk about it because that is still an October problem, people. And I don't want to stress myself out. But yes, I will still be taking my boards um, because I have to have a backup plan. I'm studying in Nashville. And help you take care of the pup hundred percent. So we'll, we'll talk about board studying, like when I decide to do that until now, I'm still living my best Italy life. I, again, like I said, I'm taking this new second half of the trip to really start to kind of like prepare to come back home, um, look towards the future and really just like take in every day as I can here and just enjoy the little, the
0: little things. So yeah. Again, Jack, that is such a <laughs> testament to who you are and. The different things you can do with a nursing degree. Hell yeah! There's, uh, that's what's so cool about nursing, y'all. There, we're we're currently innovating the nursing space, and creating new jobs within a nursing degree, and a DNP exactly. degree. That's fucking awesome. Keep going. Just um, keep going, Jack. Yeah, I love I'm watching putting that out
1: there in the universe. I'm putting
0: that out there in the universe. Hey, universe, you listening? Oh, the universe is definitely listening. Okay, enough
1: about me. Let's move on to the next question. So we have a few more like we have a few more updates, but people have been also submitting questions and I kind of wanted to hit on a few of these.
0: Which I love that they did because I'm just going to backpedal again. I kind of wish every time I said backpedal, we could like put a little clip of the song in there. But, you know, we were actually supposed to record with someone today or like a two two, person. Oh, so we're not just
1: backpedaling. We're We're full circling from when the original backpedal started.
0: Yes, we are. We are full circling. And we were waiting on Zoom for like 15 minutes for these people to show up. And yeah. night didn't show up <laughs> we got ghosted Jack
1: <laughs> we totally got ghosted and ouch I haven't been maybe this is like good prep for me because I have not been single and in the dating world in a while therefore I've not been ghosted in a while so maybe this is like good prep for getting ghosted
0: yeah 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 um, it's a light no, we totally ghosting got ghosted. a light ghosting but it's fine
1: ouch though
0: ouch what
1: do they say about ghosters? It says more about them than it, than it says about you, right? Isn't that what they say? Right. Yeah. What do they say about ghosters? I think that's what they say. <laughs> I don't know. And they're just selfish assholes. I'm just kidding. Not whoever canceled our podcast. I mean, ghosters.
0: Ghosters are people who ghost. Just ghosters. Have yeah. Danielle,
1: Wait, real quick. That just reminds me. Have you been? Ghosted How many times ever? have I
0: been ghosted? Yeah. <laughs> I've who hasn't I've been ghosted like at least four times I mean at least no listen but I have dated don't lie
1: have you ghosted
0: in my younger a subtle ghosting but like I told them and like I did and that's not ghosting but I ghosted for a little bit and then told them well that's
1: good for you when I was young
0: I've, I definitely
1: ghosted quite a few in my day and I'm not proud of it. I have evolved a lot mm-hmm. in my new single days. I will no longer ghost people because it's cruel, but yeah, right. I've definitely ghosted people back in my yeah. early twenties because you know what? it's hard to hurt people's feelings, even though ghosting them is worse than just being honest upfront.
0: Yeah. So now that you're, you're transitioning into the dating world too, good practice, especially with dating apps. I mean, maybe maybe give it like two dates. But I feel like a lot of people know after the first date. And, you know, head home and just be like, hey, it was really great meeting you, but um I don't see this progressing anywhere. You're great. Best of luck. Okay. I feel like there's gotta be a template online somewhere that's like, here's how
1: to dump someone and not ghost them. Like not dump someone, but like a date two dates like here's what you say
0: should you make a graphic for the woman we should we should make templates for people on like night shift and people in nursing and here's here's what to
1: say when they call you for overtime here's what to say when you don't want to go out with this person anymore
0: you put me to sleep like propofol this ain't gonna work (laughs) oh my god that's so mean that's
1: worse I'd rather be ghosted but
0: you're if you were on a, a date dad with joke. someone like that's else in- a dad joke. <laughs> but if you were on a date with someone else in healthcare, which we're gonna circle that's back true. to that one well if you, you could totally that, use that, that you're a total
1: loser and they'd be like I'm glad I'm never going out with you again because you're <laughs> a fucking weirdo
0: this is why I suck <laughs> at dating <laughs> Um, so actually,
1: I must say I'm not 100% sure I'm going to start on dating apps. I think I will say like, I'm actually in a good period right now where I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying no to dating. I'm not saying yes to dating. I'm just like saying yes to me. And if somebody wants to like impress me, then impress me. But until then, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to go on dating apps like right away when I get home. I don't know. I just like, I I feel like I'm not like ready for that yet. Like, I'm just going to kind of see how it goes at first and see if I'm capable of meeting anyone organically. If I'm not too fucking weird where people are like,
0: why is this girl just hanging out around the oranges in the grocery (laughs) aisle? Like she comes in like looking all done up and like gorgeous with like a little basket. She just like hangs out like at the meat counter. How did you
1: know (laughs) that my dream is to meet? My partner at a grocery store, like that is literally the ultimate goal. I think because I'm in your brain, your person at a
0: grocery store.
1: I would okay. We're gonna we're gonna wait. Do you meet your partner at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods?
0: Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. But Trader Joe's, they may be like a little edgy and that kind of cool. Not here. We're here gonna now, leave though. that one up for the well We're gonna put that in the group chat. We're gonna put that in the chat um for the well team, and we're gonna put that on Instagram. So, everyone can vote. Yeah. Where, where's better to find your partner, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's?
0: Okay. Would you date in healthcare?
1: You know what's funny? I've actually, no, that's not true. I have dated someone kind of, an... I have dated. I have a very long dating history. So I'm like kind of concerned about being back into this and keeping it all straight in my brain. <laughs> I have kind of dated someone in healthcare before. My answer would be yes. I will date someone in healthcare. Okay. Will I date another nurse? Maybe. I think for some reason, for some you just reason it feels like a little bit too close at home. Yeah. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like too similar Um, like I just kind of would want to have my own thing now, like if they were in a totally different path in nursing, who the fuck knows? Like, I'm just literally speaking out of my ass right now. Um, at this point, I I will probably go on dates with anyone, but yeah, I do think for some reason, like nursing feels too close to home, but like dentist, physical therapist, like in healthcare, but different. I don't know. Yeah.
0: What do you think? Would you date a nurse? I could see us trying to like one up each other at the, at the, at the dinner table. Like, yeah, well I did this today at work. Oh, you did. Did you have this Karen that throw their like lunch tray at you today? Well, no, but like I cleaned up a massive pile of shit that almost got like thrown, you know, like I feel like that. Right. It'd be like, right. You know, You'd just be constantly fighting. Right. About and like, who has it harder? Similar
1: problems. Like, whereas, like, even the closest thing to a nurse, like, is either like, it's like, I mean, that we work most closely with in the hospital would be mostly usually the doctors, but mm-hmm. they have like very different problems. Like, they have very stressful jobs, obviously, but very different problems. So, I feel like it would be like sometimes you just want to go home and vent about your day, you know? Mm-hmm. And like not have to hear somebody else's nursing vent. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just me. Maybe we'll see everybody. What do you think? If I would love to see if like someone is like happily with a nurse and they're a nurse.
0: I'm that might sure be a many. really fun episode. Like, um, how do you balance your careers if you're two nurses dating each other? <gasps> uh if there are any nurses dating each other on the podcast that listen, I would please love DM to know. us. I would love to know. We want to have you on and so you, dissect your a relationship.
1: For you too now. That we are, like, on this dating, like, on the dating questions and dating mm-hmm. topics. So I'm not sure I'm ready to, like, create a, a um, dating profile and do, mm-hmm. like, the apps. Not sure about that. But I have realized in my single time so far that Instagram seems to be, like, a pretty big deal. Like, it's weird. Like, I've noticed a lot of people, like, they'll either ask for your number or they'll be like, oh, like, you have Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? And, like, follow on Instagram almost. like instead You of, can
0: find out a, a lot exchange, about a person
1: by their Instagram. Totally. So like, I've kind of been like, I've, I've seen a few red flags on Instagrams already that I'm just like, is this like the thing? Is this like a thing now where like your Instagram profile is like more important than like, it's like a huge deal in the dating world, I think. Oh, it's Um, definitely a huge deal. What are some like, cause I'm already starting to have some like, I don't know, concerns about things that I'm seeing on men's profiles.
0: Are you wondering what I find to be, like, red flags? Yeah, or... like,
1: what are some, like, like what, because here's, like, I'll say it just, like, generally. I've seen, like, different Stop types of Stop the steal, because they're definitely out. What is that?
0: If they Stop follow the Rogan, you're out. If you follow <laughs> Donald Trump, you're out. If you have God first, Jesus second, America forever in your profile. Yes. I hate that I'm not more, pe- like, I'm. I feel like my patriotism is in a different <laughs> <laughs> vein than yeah. Yeah. some quote-unquote patriots. <laughs> I know. I'm not I happy know. with where America is right now, and I want it to be better. But, like, the people who are, like, diehards like that, I just feel or like we're... a Bible
1: verse and the American flag emoji. Same thing.
0: Like, yeah, we're really... We're probably... We just probably have different views on... A, maybe what Jesus actually looks like or, you know, how involved the church should be in political decisions.
1: I have a question, another question for you on this topic. Yes. Do you notice when guys follow like a bunch of, like not to slut shame because women are allowed to do whatever they want in their bodies, but do you notice when guys follow like a bunch of, Playboy models or like porn stars or like Instagram me, TikTok, like scandy girls. Like, do you notice that? Because I sure as fuck do and I don't like it. I'm just gonna say it.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'll go through. We all do. If you we all do you, 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 you scope through. You're you're scoping out everything now. You're looking at, you know, who people follow and but I mean let oh, that can get dark real quick. Yeah, but like do you know what but I mean? But no, it doesn't make to me feel yeah, it, it doesn't make me feel great. To
1: me, I don't know if I'd say it's a red flag, but it's like an orange flag. An it's orange. up there. Like okay. I'm raising an eyebrow. Maybe this is because of past experiences that I've encountered in my life. Same girl. Feel you. So maybe that's why. But I it's really it's easy not to even get just, triggered. Like, the f- the fact that you're following a bunch of like again, not to slut shame, I don't know what word to use, but you're following a bunch of naked women on social media. To me, it's like, it's almost, it's like, you know that people can see that, right? Like, do you know that I can, like that we can see who you're following? It almost makes me wonder, like, are you dumb? Like, I just like have, you know, there's reasons like why I won't follow certain accounts. It's like, one, I don't believe in they're bullshit but two it's like especially if your account is public then yeah I don't know it's like don't you know that we can see this it's weird I think I that know. poses it's like deep, carrying a deeper your, question it's like carrying your playboy porn like stock around with you to like, like coffee shops you
0: don't
1: yeah it's, it's okay you don't see want where you're going. people seeing this it's like you're not going to carry it to the coffee shop, so how come you're following it online? Red
0: flag, maybe orange flag from personal experiences <laughs> from Danielle and I. <laughs> I would be, I would be very triggered by that, but I think it poses a different question on like how. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way in which it's not sketchy. Well, no, that it's not like painting us as like a sexually repressed like culture but i think it's like the same it's like the same thing as like women uh will post about like vibrators and like sexual health stuff like that do we want to see male like influencers we put po- we follow posting about flashlights and like how often they masturbate mm-hmm. and jerk off is that something yeah. to bring mainstream <sighs> I mean, to a certain, to a certain extent, you know, I think we should, we need to be talking more about like sexual health as like a whole, but it's an interesting question.
1: I really love that you brought that up. And I think it's like the perfect devil's advocate to what we're saying. Like, are we just being sexually repressed? Possibly. I think the part where I'm like, maybe where I get triggered is like, We also, men, typically men in this country, have a huge desensitization to sex because of porn and the objectification of women. So I Mm -hmm. think that that's like where I'm at, where like Mm -hmm. maybe the, we're not even at the point yet of being like sexually liberated in this country because we're still, men are still desensitized by porn.
0: And they're also- the main perpetrators of sexual assault yeah exactly so
1: well we took a tangent friends. there <laughs> <laughs> what else is new <laughs> happy friday everybody last thing i'm gonna say about what instagram else can trigger profiles. women <laughs> last thing i'm gonna say about dating and instagram profiles well actually i have two things and they kind of go together so i'll make this quick but one it it also like I'm being so judgy right now, you guys. I'm so sorry, but maybe I have to be. I'm single. I have to start being more judgmental. Not judgmental. I have to like start upping my standards,
0: okay? So just like I don't with me. I also don't want to see a bunch of dead animals on someone's Instagram page either. Oh that that's like that's that's not even up for
1: discussion. If you're <laughs> holding a dead animal, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I don't care if you hunted that thing ethically. Goodbye.
0: Unless you're like all in on using every part of the <laughs> No, I'm being I'm being a hypocrite there too because it's like I'll only eat a burger. I won't eat cow tongue, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but like if I see a guy that's like hunting animals and like killing them
1: and, and a- just like able to hold a dead deer and like take a picture with it, like we're not going to get along. I, just I know. know. I just it. couldn't like, just do it. I couldn't along. kill
0: the animal. Yeah. Which is no. why I'm we're just trying not to eat more plant based. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to be a good, sustainable, earthly human. I don't know. That's I don't know right. what I'm doing. That's
1: lovely. Small steps. Uh, well, I'm really glad we have this. I'm really glad we have this Instagram talk. I feel. Not a lot better,
0: but I feel more confused. Guys, okay. Send help. All right. One more question to wrap up this episode. Okay. Sure. How, because I've done this before, I've called up for like a mental health day. How do you not feel guilty for calling out for your mental health, especially to like an understaffed unit?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. We've all been there. That's the worst,
1: and oh, how do you not feel guilty? I know someone submitted that question.
0: This Maybe this is, is such, too deep. <laughs>
1: this is too no, deep no, no, to cool. close oh, up the I episode. Love this. I, I, <laughs> it's not because I think that what this question comes down to is how much you value yourself and your time. And I know it's hard because you have friends on the unit and that's where you can start feeling guilty is that like you're putting your friends and your coworkers in a shitty situation. But when it comes down to it, like-
0: Your ability to give proper say, patient I'm, care yes. in that state is going to be completely diminished. Yeah. But how do you not feel
1: guilty? I, I truly think that this comes down to like a self-worth thing. Like Mm -hmm. if you're starting to feel guilty, you need to go journal and you need to go meditate and think about why it is that you feel guilty and remind yourself that you deserve this time off. Agreed. I don't know if it's because I'm in just like a very... It feels like, I don't want to say selfish, but it almost feels like a selfish place in my life where I've been through like a lot of bullshit with this divorce that I'm like at this point where it's like, when you know, you've like been through the trenches, like you don't feel bad for asking for help or support or time Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think that like, that's the type of mentality that I wish I could bring into like my nursing career more. And what I wish maybe the listeners, like whoever asked this question, you can take in, is like, Fuck that. Like you don't deserve to, you don't have to tell anyone why you need time off. You don't have to explain to anyone what you're doing. You don't need to give an excuse. You don't need to say, oh, I'm sick. Oh, I have a wedding. Oh, my kid's sick. And I have to stay home. Like, I don't know, Dee, it's so much easier said than done.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like,
1: what would you say? How how do you not feel guilty?
0: Well, I think you really summed it up really well. And I don't know if it's so much as kind of like thinking about where that guilt is coming from, but also knowing how much like hospital systems can take from you. And again, like the patient care aspect, if you are not feeling well, you cannot take care of patients in the way that they need to be taken care of. and. That's just, it just creates unsafe situations. So don't feel guilty because you are honestly being a better patient advocate by removing yourself from the equation. And I would like turn your fucking phone off for the day if that's
1: what it's going to take. So your work doesn't call you or your work bestie doesn't text you. Where are you? Why are you coming here? Because you know, like the roles are going to be reversed in two weeks where somebody's going to call off and you're going to be the one there. So
0: it's a give and take. What would you tell
1: your friend if your work bestie was really struggling, needed some time off, was exhausted?
0: What would you tell them? Yeah, I don't, exactly. You would yeah, tell them don't to show take some time up. Off. Yeah, don't come. Do whatever you need to do away. to take care of yourself. And can I postmates you some food? Again, Perfect. podcast not sponsored by postmates. <laughs> but if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> all right jack i think this has been a wonderful catch-up episode but i need to go and well hmm, what do i do do i do i wake a sleeping puppy in her kennel or do i let her sleep and chill so
1: there are different i hope our vet friends don't like call me out on like being non-factorial here but i'm pretty sure there's different ways that you can do this some people some like. Theories do recommend that you keep them on a schedule. So, like every four hours, regardless if they're sleeping or they're awake, you wake them up and take them out. And then Mm -hmm. as they get older, you make that time increment more. Mm -hmm. So, I think maybe like Google that. (laughs) 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 Or just enjoy like one hour of free time right now.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I'll take take a nap. And when she wakes up. We already had lunch. She she pooped like twice this morning, but she has (laughs) not pooped after lunch, so I don't know. This is what the WOMED podcast has devolved into, puppy poop. On that note, if you resonated with this episode, please share it with your friends, family members, loved ones. Like it, rate it, follow it, review it. We love all the things. We love all of you. So I hope you have a great weekend. On that note, Jack. Womad. Out.